the Winning Posts preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, June 25. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me, my colleagues Dynamite Dan Nuttall and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Joel, you weren't too far off with Artorias in the Platinum Jubilee Stakes. Arguably unlucky, definitely a good run. Uh, sticking around for the July Cup, and if so, can he win? Yeah, well, I see he's uh, into equal favourite, Barks, um, for the July Cup. You're right, he was just, uh, you know, sort of typical. You knew what you were going to get from him. He was going to be back and he was going to be weaving and needing luck. And he was, he came off the bit uh, quicker than you probably expected, but he did just keep finding and then just ran into that little roadblock about 100 metres out. And I think it was probably the difference between winning and losing, but yeah, a terrific run. And yeah, interesting to see, uh, interesting to hear uh, Henry Field from Newgate earlier this week saying that uh, he's going to race on uh, into next year. So that's the plan at this stage. You know, it may well change if he comes out and wins the July Cup. They might say that uh, that's job done. But at this stage, they're going to press on to next year. So we're going to be seeing, I think, a fair bit more of Artorias. Well, that's good news. Uh, I noticed that. Richo had an interview last week in last week's winning post with Danny O'Brien, uh, just ahead of uh, Royal Ascot, and he uh, he was saying the July Cup is a lot harder for the Australians to win that they're better suited to Ascot because uh, Newmarket is is much more of an undulating track, and Star Spangled Banner the only Aussie horse to have won the July Cup, and of course, uh, well was trained by. Uh, by Aidan O'Brien at the time. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Meanwhile, it's the last Group 1 of the season in Australia this weekend at Eagle Farm. It is the Tats Tiara. And, Daniel, you're going for a clean sweep of the 1,400-metre Eagle Farm Group 1s with villains, horses that if they were professional wrestlers, they would be heels. Uh, without giving too much away, uh, what, what are your what are your general thoughts before uh, just before we go to the tip? What are your general thoughts on the Tatsiara? Yeah, look the the fact that Snapdancer, uh, the last start, sank the winner in Adelaide's drawn twenty one. Obviously, um, makes this much more interesting. I don't think it's the strongest Tatsiara we've ever seen, but with that said, it's quite an open race. Um, plenty of uh, horses. In form here, certainly a few that are bursting to win one this prep that sort of haven't. Um, and yeah, without giving it away, mine certainly I think got her foot in the till. She sort of always does, um, but has been very costly to punters and hasn't made winning a habit. But look, I think she's going well, as, as, there, as there are a few of them in the race. But yeah, you know, while it's not the strongest race, it certainly is a, a good betting, um, a good betting race, Parks. Yes, well, even more so when they expanded it to a 17th runner. Uh, a day, uh, day after it accepted. Um, so let me just have a look at which particular issue of the uh, online winning post I'm going to open. I may as well open this week's and uh, turn to the Eagle Farm form guide, which would be uh, 42, tips on 44. And uh, we will start with uh, the first of the black type races at Eagle Farm on Saturday. And I speak of race three. A race that has had its name changed twice uh, as we speak to you on Thursday. And it is the KISS 97.3 FM Tattersall's Gold Crown, 2150-metre listed set weights and penalties for Phillies and Mares. Dan, uh, there's only seven left in it as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon. How do you see this one? 
Yeah, and with the one on top, our intrigue, she's really well placed in this under the, the set weights and penalties. She's got a handicap of 96. The next best in the field is is 77. She meets most of these all bar the um, the nine little mix on, on level weight. So, look, going really well this prep without winning. She was good in the in the 1,600-meter race, um, two back in between the sort of two races she took on over this longer trip. The Nipswich Cup last start was well-backed, had the ideal run and just overran late by Smart Meteor. But, look, she's going well and looks one for a – might be a good multi-anchor for the weekend, our intrigue, the, th- the one. <clears throat> in for second, I got the five, Elusive Jewel. Um, she won first up at Goulburn in a benchmark 68 and has been good since in, in sort of benchmark 72, 78s without winning. Drawing to get every chance here. In for third, I've got the nine little mix. She's won on the up this filly, six starts. She's yet, missed, yet to miss the top three. This is obviously much tougher than what she's seen, but um, certainly one with upside. And in for fourth, I've got the uh, three Rebel Rama. <clears throat> but the one really hard to beat, one, five, nine, three. Yeah, she's thrown in here, our intrigue. She couldn't quite get the cash, unfortunately, last week in the Ipswich Cup, but she ran very well, and this just looks her race. She should be winning. I've got Rebel Rama in for second. She's coming uh, coming along well this prep and looks close to a win. Elusive Jewel, very consistent, just uh, continues to hold her form, and seven tough eight. Had a winnable race on Wednesday, but they elected to go here, trying to pinch uh, a little bit of black type, and it's probably a good opportunity for a horse like her to sneak into third or fourth, but one on top from three, five, and seven. Another race at set weights and penalties, at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race four. It is the Tattersall's Cup. It's over 2,400 metres. And uh, the males participate here. Is there one thrown in here, Dan? I like the three London banker who really sort of um, came of age last preparation, especially in Queensland. He strung, I think it was four wins on the trot last prep over this these sort of trips and uh, really rose through the grades nicely. He's come back this time in. I thought, look, he hasn't won, but he's been uh, tested in some good races during the winter. Um, I thought good in the Premier's Cup um, over this trip two starts ago. was fourth, beaten less than a length. And then in the Q22, got a long way back there. Um, <clears throat> look, others ran on better than him, but I thought he worked the line quite okay, considering he was 2,400 back to 22. Um, now back up and tripping for this, and I think he... Um, Back to 55 kilos as well as Key. Carried the big weight last start, the weight for age race. So going well, London Banker, I think gets his best chance of a win this prep here. In for second, I've got the two SD Fenny, who settled much closer in that uh, Q22 and looks sort of a winning chance halfway up the straight, sort of peering through on the inside there. It just sort of outlasted late. I thought it was a good run, uh, a really good run though. And look, he'll, he'll, He'll give himself every chance to roll by rolling forward. Five, Bonnie Ezra, very consistent mare, um, has to be concluded, as well as a seven, Ala Kahan. But um, three on top for me on two, five, and seven. Yeah, probably just another watch race for me, but I'm with SD Fenny as well. He's going really well this prep, and obviously Matthew Smith knew he was going well because he's chucked him in the deep end, and he's run two pretty good races at weight for age. Uh, another one that looks well-placed at... Uh, under this weight scale, in for second number five, Bonnie Ezra. Been very consistent since arriving from New Zealand. Uh, just went down narrowly to the stablemate Irish sequel last time out. In for third, London Banker. Certainly agree with Daniel that he's uh, going well enough to perform 
very well in a race like this. And seven, Alakahan has not been scratched as yet from either here or Sydney, but he's a chance in uh, whichever race they elect to contest. Two on top for me from five, three and seven. Race five at Eagle Farm on Saturday is not a black type race, but it's an interesting one. Uh, $200,000 Battle of the Bush final. And uh, we're getting a lot of, there's a lot of last start winners here who have won qualifiers on Outback and Bush tracks stands, some of them by big margins. There's 16 to face the starter. How have you sorted this one out over 1,200 metres? Yeah, I've come up up quite a big price, such a whip for 13, uh, $41 earlier this morning. Um, This horse won the Bowen qualifier. I thought it was a pretty handy uh, heat there, some pretty good North Queensland horses in that race. And look, such a whip was performed well to win that day. And I thought... You know, at the 1,200 metres, you're in pretty good time on the, on the dry track there. So, <clears throat> look, very open race, as you said. Plenty of these come off um, last start wins, um, informed some by big margins. And uh, But I just thought I thought his qualify win was was good. He's a very consistent horse. He's uh, drawn to get every chance here. I thought it was over the odds of 13. Such a whip. Uh, in for second, I have the one star O'Reilly. Um, he's flying as prep. He's won three or four this time in. Um, he's... It's a you know, from barrier eleven there only a little bit of luck, but and has to carry the big weight, but um, certainly going up well enough, and certainly could be considered one of the main chances. Six Massini, um, the Nango qualifier win last start, big margin, uh, going well, and in for fourth at the four Raiden with Willie Pike aboard. Six, sorry, thirteen one six and four. Did you have a look at that one, Joel, or not? Yes, I did have a, a quick look at it, Bark. So I came up with number five, a Moody Bay. Um, he's going well this prep. He kicked off the campaign with a fourth at Eagle Farm uh, behind on the lead, which I thought if he ran up to that, he'd just about win this. And he's been racing well since. Even he's run two back at Rockhampton before he won the qualifier. Uh, that run at Rockhampton, the form's held up out of that race. Sir Warwick uh, winning it and running a place last week in the eyeliner. So I had a Moody Bay. And then the two up the top, a star of... O'Reilly and two VJ Day, they've both got plenty of weight, but they're used to carrying weight and they're in a really, really good form. And in for fourth, I had number seven, Kettleston. Another one in good form, but he's just come up with a shocking barrier. Five on top from one, two and seven. Next of the black type racers at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the second leg of the Quaddy Race 7, Tattersall's Life Members Stakes, 1,400 metre listed event at set weights for two-year-olds, Dan. With 13 on top, resistible. Um, one on debut at Newcastle um, two weeks ago. And look, it was a very Newcastle provincial maiden. I thought there were some pretty handy horses in behind her. She was able to find the lead from uh, Barrier 11 and uh, she was just too speedy for him. She won it was a pretty soft win in the end. It was over two lengths. And I think the others had, a chance, had their chance to run her down. But um, it was a really impressive win straight to black type here. And um, a good draw again. I think we'll, we'll take some catching, the 13. So she's on top for me. 11 in next honeypot on the quick backup after running second at Ipswich last start. I think um, an Eagle Farm track, much more expansive track. We much much more her go than the Ipswich um, circuit she saw last week. I'm ready to peak here third up. In for third, I've got the gate. Stroll, good last start winner, beating some handy horses at listed level. And in for fourth, I have the four. Metallicity, not a whole heap of luck in the Oxlade stakes last start. Just sort of held up for a run for much of sort of that first half of the straight, but went out, sort of ran on him quite well. Um, up to 1,400, I think, will suit him. 
13, 11, 8 and 4. Yeah, I'm with Metallicity. I'm hoping they're a bit more urgent in the early stages with him. He didn't really begin all that slowly, but just I think they were keen to maybe try and get him to settle and he just got into a, a bad spot too far back and then held up for the first half of the straight. You know, his last 100 metres was solid. He, you know, he wasn't flying home, but I thought it was good enough. And I just hope they take advantage of a, a good draw again, ready to go third up. And I think we'll see the best of him. Uh, Metallicity on top of number eight, Stroll. Good winner back on top of the ground at Eagle Farm last time out. I think she can hold that form. A number 10, Mink Star, might be the one over the odds at around 40, 50 to one. Was close up in that driving finish against Stroll. And then next time out in the Johnny Rocker race, just had no luck, was always caught off the track. Much better barrier here. So I can see her improving at a price. And two, Johnny Rocker did beat a lot of these last time out. Um, I was wary of him coming off the cushion, 1,000 to 1,300, but he led and was very strong. So I think he's got to be on the radar now. Uh, four on top, though, from 8, 10, and 2. And race 8 is the big one. Third leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Sky Racing, Catasol's Tiara, 1,400 metres. Group 1, standard weight for age for Phillies and Mares worth 700,000, Dan. I'm with the eight, Brooklyn Hustle. Um, look, a mare who's hurt many punters in the past. Look, she, a horse that's never really, I've never really been burnt by. Um, she's, look, been running in some, some much better sprints, or much better group ones, this preparation, I think, really, um, really going quite well. She get, we know she gives herself plenty to do with the run, and that's what's happened in the Stradbroke last start. She was second last on the bend in that, in that big field, and um, the last 200 metres was very good. Uh, hopefully, she, she doesn't get as far back this time around. Probably doesn't from barrier 13. Um, she sort of settled midfield in the Kingsford Smith Cup two back and you know, worked out well to finish within two lengths of Apache Chase. <coughs> um, look, I just think in a, in a pretty moderate Tats Tiara. Um, and the fact that it's a 1,400 metres, I think, is, is a good distance for her. She's had the two runs it. She's been on place at both. I think both have been good runs. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to put her on top here and just hope she can get some luck and be charging home late as she does. So the eight on top for me, Brooklyn Hustle. In for second, I have the 10, uh, which is a tissue. Uh, look, she's been... She, Rises in grade for this. She's been tackling sort of weaker races this prep, but I think she's going quite well. She's certainly knocking on the door. She's three, three last start run, three most recent runs have resulted in three uh, minor placings. I think back to 1,400, though, won't hurt. She's a four-time winner at this trip. Um, and the dry track certainly will be good too. Drawn to get every chance, barrier five. Uh, a bit of speed on. I think he, he, she can certainly be running home strongly. Three, Anna Visto. Just flies fresh and flies over this 1,400-metre trip. Sole run at Group 1 level was a very good second in the uh, Queen of the Turf during the autumn in Sydney. And in for fourth, I've got the 12, Written Beauty. Um, not, out of, not out of depth in this, I don't think, either. Eights on top of 10, three, then 12. Yeah, <clears throat> very hard race to sort out. I'm going to stick with Vangelic. I was going into bat for her in the Dane Ripper. She pushed forward. She just couldn't get across. She was wide for a long way. Then she got outside the lead and they were going too hard. Um, certainly the fast pace took its toll and she weakened out. You know, she's got to bounce back from a seven and a half length defeat, but she has bounced back from, you know, sort of average runs before and run really well. 
And I just keep looking at her running the Golden Eagle back in the spring. You know, third behind I'm Thunderstruck and Count the Rupee. Apache Chase was behind her. Maximal Private Eye. Forbidden Love. Just elite form. You can find that. Well, she's getting, you know, she's 40 to 1 now. I think that's um, just enticing, certainly enticing me to have another go, have another go with her. So Vangelic on top. Uh, 11 Charmy Baby's been... Very good to me and her fans lately. Just the shocking gate. I'm not too concerned coming back in trip, but just would love to have seen her draw a barrier. So she's going to need plenty of luck, but she's a mare in form. And you just know when these mares are in form, they usually hold it. Uh, in for third, Brooklyn Hustle. So sort of agreeing with Daniel in some respect. She's, I sort of haven't really been in her camp many times. And I guess I can afford to sort of try and step in at some point. She's going really well. The Stradboat run was good. She's just going to need a bit of luck. And Wunderbar, she's another mare going well. Always thought she was better on wet tracks, but she bobbed up in the Morton Cup on a good four the other day. That shows she can handle Eagle Farm. Uh, Hugh Bowman back aboard. He was in the saddle at Scone where she was just tipped out with 59 kilos. So I think now that she's shown she can handle this dry ground at Eagle Farm, she's certainly in the mix. But a very tough race, plenty of hopes. Six on top from 11, 8 and 9. All right, fun facts about the Tatstiara. Um, Tycoon Tara, only mare to have won the race in its history, which is 32 odd years. Six of the past nine winners have been last start winners, three of those having won the Dane Ripper at their last start. That doesn't apply. And in fact, the Stradbroke form, uh, good news for Brooklyn Hustle and Co., is good form. Uh, only not, not that she won, but four of the, uh, only four Stradbroke winners have contested the Tatstiara in the same year, and three of the four have won. The Tatstiara completing the Brisbane Carnival for 2022 is race nine, and that is the Eureka Stud WJ Healy Stakes, 1,200-metre quality group three. Dan? I'm with one who probably owes me this prep, the 17 April Rain, who um, is at the three runs in Brisbane this this carnival. Started off with a good second at the Gold Coast in a listed race. Um, on Zenever on a, on, a, on a wet track, she, which she does get through quite well. She's had two runs since at Eagle Farm on, on the dry deck. And look, the run in the Helen Coughlin, two back over this, just the 1,200 metres, it was pretty good. She sort of made a run with Najmati, who won the race, and whilst she was nowhere near as dynamic as that all, she did find the line quite well and make some good late ground. Um, and then last Saturday, Dane Ripper, she was four wide the trip, no cover, and she sort of kept coming and looked a chance, 250 out, but just sort of peaked on her run a little bit late. With that said, she didn't lose a whole heap of ground. It was only sort of within two lengths of the winner and um, only a length off Najmati in that race too. So... Look, I think going well with that whole heap of luck. Uh, back to 54 kilos here, I think finds a really a nice race and um, gets an inside draw this time. Sure, sure it has been drawing wide. Um, so we'll get a softer run in transit this time around and well over the odds, I think, April Rain, if she can show her best. Um, <clears throat> the 17, five and next shooting for gold. Um, got, onto a, got back to a preferred dry track last start and ran home really, really well, recording the quickest last 200 metres of the day. Um, look, Neil to reproduce that sort of finish here. He's drawn poorly and will spot a start, but um, he's sort of talented enough to make up plenty of ground. Rangers in next, a lovely run last start and was drawn to get a similar sort of uh, run in transit here. Very consistent gelding. And in for fourth, I've got the three Blondo. 17, 5, 4 and 3. 
Yeah, I'm with 14 Mass Destruction here. Uh, it was $7 the other day in the Hinkler, and I thought he ran super. Now, you're getting upwards of 20 So, I think he's way over the odds. He's come back in really good order. Uh, a fifth first up, and then followed it up with two minor placings. He does have that little, tr that tricky gate again. He drew nine of ten the other day, and he's, and he's drawn a double figure here. So, going to need a bit of luck, but I think he's got out to a silly price, and I think he's ready to win. Eight King of Sparta, hard to beat. Real smart three-year-old. He's been trialing very well. He's always thereabouts fresh. Uh, three Blondos in good form. Backed up the win at Gosford with two good efforts at Eagle Farmer. He drew 14 and 10 and had very good sectionals late. He's not the sort of horse that's going to box seat now that he's drawn well, but he should be settling a little bit closer. And in for fourth, number five shooting for gold. Going to need a stack of luck from that gate. He's got a powerful finish on him and he bounced back on the dry track in the Morton Cup last time out. He'll certainly be finishing very hard. 14 on top for me from 8, 3 and 5. All righty. Well, um, Dan, we heard about your best. That was our intrigue. And, uh, well, we probably shouldn't have skipped over the first leg of the quaddy because there we find your value bet on the Eagle Farm program. Yep, and that is the five put on the red lights. Um, I think she's a pretty talented star witness filly from the Tony Golden camp. A couple of big efforts um, in her first preparation. She win on debut was outstanding, and she ran some placings behind Mimi Lagarde and Rhapsody Rose um, to earn some black type. We thought the uh, prep this time is time in has been mixed. Uh, the first up run at Doombin was excellent, but just didn't go on the heavy track two back. Um, Front. Had to get a long way back and circle very wide, and just didn't finish off. Um, mind you, not not a whole not not many horses sort of got back that day and and really made much of an impact. If you're sort of second, third, last on the turn, so look, I thought the run was pretty good considering the day's pattern. Um, back in back in grade for this, well back in grade, and <clears throat> finds a nice race for her, ready to peak fourth up. I think she's um, going to take some beating if she gets the breaks. Race six, number five, put on the red light. Joel, did you have any specials for Eagle Farm? Uh, they're in the races that we've covered, but I've made Metallicity my best, uh, race seven, number four, and my value is Mass Destruction, race nine, number 14. All righty, let's move across to Randwick, where there is a black type race, and it is race number eight. And that is the Shondon Civic Stakes, 1,400-metre listed quality. Joel, what did you like? Yeah, I'm with uh, number eight, Oscar Zulu here. Chris Waller's got a, a decent hand. I've got him, his runners to run the Quinella, but I'm with Oscar Zulu. Didn't have much luck first up at Gosford. Went to Eagle Farm. I was keen on him, but he just never stretched out. Maybe it was the firm track that he didn't really appreciate. Back to Randwick last time out. The track was a good four, but it certainly wasn't as hard as what it would have been at Eagle Farm. He learned to win. They'd gone hard, and he was just left a bit of a sitting shot. And not sure he ran out the strong 1,600. He finished third there. It was still a good run. Now he comes back to 1,400. I think it's just an ideal setup. And he'll, uh, yeah, he's good each way odds. Nine true detective. Two good runs uh, of late and drops back from 59 to 55. He looks ready to win. Uh, number 17, Battleton's going to need luck to sneak in, but he's a three-year-old in good form, and I like that kiss some form. He gets in with 53. If he sneaks in, he's a major player. And three looks like Elvis. A staggering win at Flemington first up. Terrific ride. Problem is, he's, he's had nine goes at Randwick and hasn't won, and he's got gate 17. So 
Look, he can run well and perhaps uh, come down to Flemington for the Winter Championship final the following week and, and go even better. But certainly worth including in your multiples. Yeah, I saw it quite similar with the eight Oscar Zulu on top. I think he's a good horse. Um, suited back to 1,400 metres. Uh, obviously up to thirteen to 1,600 metres last start and ran okay the third. But as Joel said, might not have just run out a strong mile there. I think suited back to, back in trip. <coughs> um Stakes place at this distance, this trip in Queensland earlier in the year, and um, ready to pick here fourth up, Oscar Zulo. So eight on top, nine true detective, another who's fourth up, very consistent um, uh, gelding. Um, go sort of roll forward from that good draw and give himself every chance. In for third, I have the six, sorry, the, yeah, the 16, the Gay Soleil. Better effort last start, but the way the track was playing, she, you never really wanted to be on her um, at Eagle Farm, considering she was settled, settled 10th of 11th, but look, I thought found the line quite well. Um, she's very good on her day and it's on banking. We can see here back at the 53 kilos. So <clears throat> I'm going to give her another chance to show something this prep. In for fourth over the 12, Marie Mia. Eight, nine, 16 and 12. Joel, Oscar Zulu was your value bet on the program. Tell us about your best race seven, number nine, Solar Apex, which also happens to be Dan's value. Yeah, look, uh, again, Chris Waller's got a strong hand here. I think um, there's a two or three equal favourites here, and I think he's got all three of them. But Solar Apex with the claim for Reese Jones gets him with 54 and a half. Good winner at Gosford Fresh. Then went to Rose Hill and ran well without luck. He was caught wide, muddling pace, didn't really suit. And then next time out again, slow speed, got back was making ground in traffic and had the equal second fastest last 200 of the day. Uh, equal with Skyman, who came out and won the stakes race last week. So he's in good form. He draws well. He's well-placed here. Just going to need a little bit of luck and probably the race run to suit. And I think he can be very hard to beat. And Dan... Oh, sorry. Yeah, you may as well uh, add your, uh, add your uh, encore Joel's thoughts there. Yeah, um, yeah. Solar Apex, the, the value, I thought, uh, was a bit of an eye-catcher last start. That quick last 200 metres. Um, and look, going really well, this preparation, as, as, as Joel said, makes it tough with Waller having a few. But I think um, he's the best of those and get 54.5 kilos after the claim and, and drawn to get every chance. So keen on solar apex the best for mine comes up earlier in the day they race two number four indifference he's won two from two this prep both at the provincials but his two wins have been super impressive the golden win fresh on the heavy nine was was excellent excellent sat wide shot away and then and then last start he put them away quite well from that wide draw having to cover a bit of ground and look he's obviously rising um Rising in grade for this. We won't get it as wet as he's seen first and second up, but I really like the look of this Kermadec gelding. I think he can um, continue to progress, and he's definitely city class, so I hope he can prove that here. Race two, number four, indifference. Caulfield, the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday, and uh, the winter heats continue. Joel, what did you like on that program? Yeah, not a bad card there on Saturday. Um Certainly found a bit of value amongst my tips, but I'm waiting for the last for my best, and that's race nine, number four, Mr. Exclusive. 
uh, from the Matthew Brown yard. He's always been a bit of a favourite of mine, this horse. And I was wrapped with his first up run. Uh, he sat handy on a pretty good speed, did a fair bit of work, and he was still fighting out the finish, just overrun late, but only beaten half a length. Uh, he's been kept fresh. He's had a jump out in between. He's won two from five, second up. And I can see him pressing forward and giving you a, a really good run for your money again. So I made him my best on a difficult day. And my value, race three, number 11, Energy Within from the Tom Dabenig stable. I wasn't quick enough to get the 51s that she opened up, but I think she's still a good return at Warnable with a big weight. And then got back along the rails in the Group 3 Proud Miss at Morfordville. Never really got into the race. Just going back through her form last prep, she won a couple in a row at Mornington. No luck at all at Geelong behind Rainbeal, And then ran pretty well on Melbourne Cup Day behind Rich Ship. So she's got a touch of class. Just like the fact that she's down in weight, gets a good draw. And hopefully she can bounce back to her best. I thought she was still over the odds of her current quote. Yeah, my best comes up early in the day. And with... I'm sure there'll be a few share my opinion of um, the big backed filly Gianti. That Flemington win was outstanding. Uh, not many horses sort of beat him by nearly four lengths down the straight, especially on debut and um, excellent win. I think she goes on with it here. There's a couple of handy ones she meets, a couple of um, good last start winners, but um, as well as some unraced horses have, have jumped out really well. But look, I thought she was hard to go past based on what she did first up at on debut at Flemington. Um, it's a show it around a bend here. So Gianti, the best race two, number three. The value comes up in the very next uh, race, which is race three, and that's the 11 energy within. Um, I thought a really good return during the Warrnambool Carnival, uh, running on into fourth there. Wasn't beaten far. And then was taken to Adelaide next start, contested group three, and she just sort of got back in the field and didn't really run on, more or less. Um sort of well held there in that race, but here third up in a, in a back in grade, only has to carry 52 and a half kilos after the claim. Um, I just think if she can show sort of show someone near her best, this is a good race for her and um, 52 and a half kilos will get every chance as well as jumping from a good gate. So energy within um, over the odds in race three, number 11. Uh, my best race five, number one, Chief El Tony. Uh, unlucky last time, uh, Behind Visionarian, that's pretty good form. Question is, is it going to be wet enough? Well, there's about six mils forecast for uh, uh, Friday, but it's uh, it's it's going to be soft at worst. But uh, look, form on good is not atrocious anyway. My value bet race seven, number eleven. The general who uh, comes off uh, a good second up run is bursting to win a race and uh, won't know himself. Uh, drops from sixty two and a half. Uh, to 52 kilos. Does draw wide, but should be able to slide across and be up there for a long way. We go back into town in Adelaide on Saturday to Morfordville. Daniel, uh, big card there. Big nine-race card. What have you found for us? Yeah, likely going to be racing on a heavy track. Um, heavy at the moment. Rain expected to fall all the Friday and Saturday. So, um few of these wet, wet track form will have to come to the fore. Sacred Palace is one that does have a bit of wet track form. Based in Victoria, Lindsay Smith um, was third on a soft five behind Jigsaw last start. Um, very consistent gelding. I think finds a nice race here. Um, Sacred Palace will be hard to beat in race six. And on a card, I must admit, there's a 
not much confidence. The best value for mine comes up in race eight um, with the four Litchfield County, who is first up. Um, <clears throat> good first up horse. He's a pretty classy horse on his day. He's now first up for the Will Clark and Stable, and that, that camp have uh, plenty of success with um, tried horses first up for their stable. So banking that run continues. Um, I think it's a class of general, a few of these. And if Ryden wound up first up, we'll take some beating. Race eight, number four. Joel, no thoughts on Adelaide? No, nothing for me there, Barks. Okay, we head across the Nullarbor to Belmont, where there is a stakes race this Saturday, and it is race eight. And the name of that stakes race is the Firth Strickland Stakes. Uh, and our man in Perth, uh, Greg Hooper, likes God has chosen. They're virtually all coming out of the same race here. God has chosen to beat notorious one, Rostropovich. And Captain Chaos, 7, 8, 1, and 6. Hoops' best on the Belmont program, race 7, number 5, MTA. And his value bet, race 5, number 5, memorable miss. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Tauranga. And Rickerton. Yeah, and going to be heavy ground at both venues, I would have thought. Uh, Tauronga, we're sticking with the horse that got us the cash a couple of weeks ago for the best. Race seven, number seven, Fontaine. She's won two out of three this time in, in benchmark grade. The miss in between was a pretty solid fifth when they stepped her up to a wait-for-age stakes race for mares. And she's back in that grade again on Saturday, deservedly so, after a, a strong third-up win. She's not quite suited at this weight scale yet, but she's certainly a mare on the up. I think she'll uh, give you a good run for your money again. In terms of the value, I've gone for race six, number 14, Odin Power. He's only won one race, this bloke, a maiden. That was last time in. And he resumed an open handicap. He just wasn't well-placed at all, but he hadn't had an official trial. And I'm thinking that the connections were sort of using that race as a, a bit of a hit out. Um, he drops back to a 74 here. He gets in light at the weights. And this time last year, he ran a cracking third behind Gospodin, who's a stakes-class horse. He uh, ran a really good race in Sydney. We haven't seen the best of him in Brisbane. But um, that form is good enough for Odin Power to run really well in a race like this. And down in the south at Rickerton, I'm waiting till the last for my best. Race nine, number three, Enough Said. Uh, this son of Redwood was a strong maiden winner last time out. Always difficult to back that up when they get into benchmark grade. But I thought on the strength of that, he had more wins in store and getting to 2000 certainly suits. And my value is race seven, number 15. This will do. Former North Island galloper got back. Never really got into the race first up, but I think there's a lot of improvement in him. And on his best form, he's a chance in a race like this and you might get a big price about him. Alrighty, that wraps up our Saturday preview around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, after uh, a convincing win the previous week, a bit of a wipeout last week, 
Joel, which where are you going this time? Yeah, I am going to Sydney and making it uh, going following in my best bet here. Race seven, number nine, Solar Apex. Um, these don't work normally, but I'm going to try one or two leg multi. Eagle Farm Race Three, Our Intrigue. It's just too short to back out right. It's sort of dollar sixty, but I'm going to all up. That horse into the best bet in Melbourne, which is uh, Gianti, race two, number three. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I've felt the same. I thought there were a, there were a couple of, very, of quite good things, including Gianti, but uh, too short. I'm going to go with one uh, which I don't hundred percent sure of the price of. I'll just uh, yeah, we've got it. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's not favourite, second favourite, the third favourite, in fact. And uh, this is the ex-New South Wales uh, three-year-old filly in the first at Caulfield on Saturday, and that's uh, Chain of Lightning now with Peter Moody. Blake McDougall rides, I think, can uh, pick up the first there. That's race one, number four at Caulfield. Uh, that wraps it up for another podcast. Uh, leave just to remind you, only to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Uh, the online version is there now it, uh, as we speak to you and it'll be in the shops Friday morning, Form 4 Friday, Saturday, Sunday and plenty of great reading besides. Uh, all the best for the weekend. Punters back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.